do 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 under the K R T under the K R T down where it's wetter. We all look at the media that's not better, sadly. Something something. All right, welcome back to Channel KRT, the podcast where we take a look at the best and worst of obscure media. I'm Kit's Rab Experiments, Quinn. <laughs> I'm Tyler Green, and due to my fear of water above five foot four, I will not be going under the sea anytime soon. That's what you think. I'll make you go under the water. I read the quote, pitiful, insignificant fool, unquote, Martin. <laughs> And all right, I suppose that you're wondering who that extra voice is today, because we have a very special guest I'm not going to do the song. I am not going to do the song. <laughs> you know her as the granddaughter. Great granddaughter, how dare you mess up already? Oh no, I'm sorry. The great granddaughter of the one and only Dr. Vile from the infamous episode of The Little Mermaid, Island of Fear, ladies and gentlemen, Agatha Vile. Okay. Go to your room, Randy. Go to your room. <laughs> you just introduced me and I want to leave again. <laughs> Agatha, you have our full permission to turn Randy into a crab experiment. <laughs> That might take a while. Where Joke's does she on you. Live? Turns out crab is the next step in evolution, so. Yay, everything evolves into crabs. <laughs> so I suppose I should introduce our topic for today. So as I've mentioned, Agatha is from, well, technically related to the guy who was in the episode Island of Fear of the Little Mermaid animated series from 1992 to 1994. And I should also mention that I was a guest on that episode of Chan... I almost said Channel EFVD. <laughs> what podcast is that? It's the one that Tony Goldmark hosts. He was the one who introduced you. No, he is my nemesis. He knows what he did. No! <laughs> Tony, we have to cancel you if you're listening. I'm sorry, man. Cancel him? No, I just want to defeat him and take over the podcast. Tony, get out of there and face me! <laughs> no! Come at me, scrub lord! <laughs> All right, so the island that we're talking about today is not an island of fear. Why not? But it's more so an island of mediocrity. No, no, go lower. Which sucks because it sounds like a combination of not only Little Mermaid, but Jim freaking Henson. This sounds like the best combination yeah, ever. But... It's too good to be true. What could possibly go wrong? It was too good to be true. Arrested Development narrator voice. You're just too good to be true. Yeah, good to be true. Can't take my eyes off of you. I love you, baby. Tyler, I will leave. <laughs> Tyler, this go to was your basically room. what we thought would happen when we heard the words Michael Jackson and Epcot in the same sentence. Okay, so I should probably introduce this. So, Little Mermaid's Island was a project proposed by Jim Henson in 1990 during talks with the Walt Disney Company as a spin-off of Disney's animated film, The Little Mermaid. It actually predates the animated series by two years, so there is sadly no vials to be spoken of in it. That's what <laughs> makes it awful! Agreed. Well... Not the only thing that makes this awful. And apparently Jim didn't actually work, write, or perform on it, and he did not like oh! it at all. Gee, I wonder why. 
Agreed. It was one of the very last things that they worked on before he sadly passed away in May. Oh. Yeah. Thank God we got the Muppets go to Walt Disney World in Muppet Vision. No, let's pretend that this was just a suggestion. Let's not say this was his last work. It wasn't. Thankfully, Muppet Vision was his actual last work, but... Thank yeah. God we managed to squeeze dinosaurs out of him before we went. Jim, give us dinosaurs! Okay, dies. You know, I really don't consider this a Muppet project by any means, because it just doesn't have the Muppet vibe. I had no idea the great Jim Henson worked on this. I don't count this as his, because like I said, he didn't direct it, didn't produce it, didn't perform on it. Honestly, if he wanted to distance himself from this project, I fully support that, because good god. Yeah. What is the word for secondhand embarrassment? Cringe? Jinx. (laughs) (laughs) That word has been ruined. I need a better word. Like, Schadenfreuden. I don't enjoy what I'm watching. When I watch it, it causes pain. Physical pain. That is what it is like. I think the new term we should coin is just Little Mermaid's Island. Bro, you just posted Little Mermaid's Island. You're gonna lose subscriber. (laughs) This is going in my Little Mermaid's Island compilation. It's a bit of a mouthful. We will work on it. So before we dive into this this goddamn poor unfortunate soul of a project, I suppose we should go into our history with the Little Mermaid. So Agatha, would you like to talk about your own franchise? franchise. It was only one documentary episode that was less than 30 minutes. There was going to be an entire new season, a fourth season delving into the history of Dr. Vile and how his wife left him for a mermaid and how he teamed up with Ursula and almost took over the oceans. And it never happened. We were robbed. But I do have news that may or may not disappoint you. Ooh. I know why he was interested in Sebastian. Oh, shit. (gasps) I have right here his book of notes. However, I think the revelation might be a little disappointing. So I'm warning you ahead of time. Oh, no. He was interested because the crab had a Jamaican accent in the oceans of Denmark. Why was there a Jamaican (gasps) crab in the waters of Denmark? In the words of one Bart Simpson, I am shocked and appalled. That's it. Why were there tropical fish in cold waters? Why is flounder the name of a tropical fish? That's not a flounder. Damn it, Howard Ashman. What were you thinking? (laughs) I don't know if he had control in that, but it still angers me. You know, I don't agree with Dr. Vile's ethic, but I- Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I just think it's kind of immoral, I, I guess. I mean- He is a fascinating guy by all means, but... Damn right! We never got that sequel episode that they teased at the end. I am so disappointed. Episode? It was an entire seasonal arc! (laughs) (laughs) Hey, um, quick question. Are vegan crab experiments a thing? Of course they are. It's imitation crab. I made a literal crab apple! I don't mind if people eat my crab experiments. That was one of the main reasons they were created for. I just kind of eat them because I am deathly allergic to shellfish. But yeah, I do understand why your great-grandfather would 
target Sebastian. Not saying I agree with it, but... It was more to study! Why would a tropical creature survive in these waters? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> As they say, Maine lobster tastes better when it's from Maine. What do tropical crabs taste if they live in Denmark? I mean, this is the same movie that had Kermit the Frog at the beginning, <laughs> so... <laughs> and Mickey Mouse, apparently. And many penises. <laughs> Remember that time when Randy, our friend Marissa, and I were all at Rhode Island Comic Con? We just went up to a Little Mermaid VHS and started pointing, penis, penis, penis. <laughs> oh my god, it was a poster of the original legitimate cover, not the fucking edited version of the old cover they did. With the penis. <laughs> the edited one with the vaginas, right? <laughs> Yeah. The one with the vaginas was the only good episode of Friends. <laughs> All there, and its full, beautiful glory was this golden dick. Let's get on with the episode. We've gone to penis talk, and I'm already confused. <laughs> it's the Little Mermaid. There's gonna be penises. So I'll quickly run through my history with the Little Mermaid. I've obviously seen the movie. I do really love it. It's not one of my favorite, favorite Disney films, but I do love it a lot. And like I said in the episode on Escape from Vault Disney, I did watch a couple of episodes growing up of the series when it was back on Toon Disney. I remember that I couldn't really get into it as much as the Aladdin series or other stuff that was on the channel. It didn't really help that I was kind of more of a Cartoon Network kid, a Nickelodeon kid overall, but I'd still watch a lot of it on occasion and a couple of episodes in particular stuck out to me, like the episode with a deaf mermaid, which was actually really sweet, yeah. and the dinosaur one. I remember she was mute and not deaf. That is not me disregarding her disability. I am just oh, trying okay. to remember because I have taken my brain out and scrubbed it multiple times this year. Wait, so how do you scrub your brain when you don't have the functional motor skills? What you you can't do that? Uh you should probably go see a doctor, Agatha. From what I've seen on the internet, it is best to scrub your brain. Fair enough. Absolutely. I can offer it to you. Hey, I'm I'm down. I mean, my Lord knows I'm way too depressed. Yeah, sure, why not? Just come up to Lake Erie and dunk your head in the water. You should be fine. I need a good brain scrub, and I miss being shocked at some of the things I've seen on the internet. I want that back. <laughs> I, w I want that shock back. Now I see things on the internet that should shock me, and I'm like, it's not the first time. Randy? What is your history with the Little Mermaid? I had a bike with Ariel on it when I was four. <laughs> what? <laughs> was it aquatic? No, for some reason. Was it basically Tamatoa? He's the ultimate crab experiment. All I remember of that movie is crying my eyes out every time I saw Stingray. And every time I see a Stingray, I cry, so I try to avoid that movie. Continue! Yeah, other than that, it was definitely a part of my childhood. And uh, I did actually go on the uh, Magic Kingdom version of the ride on my last Disney trip, so... Oh, you too! Yes, I enjoy it. I like it a lot. It is a cute ride. I was kicked off for flipping off all the crabs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've ridden it quite a few times, and oh my god, remember the time Ursula's head fell the fuck off on it? <laughs> no, not even that. Ursula's head fell off on the California version of the ride, and on the same day, one of the pirates' heads fell off in Pirates of the Caribbean in France. <laughs> Disneyland Paris and California Adventure 
had the exact same type of animatronic malfunction on the exact same day. Listen, I went through a very bad breakup, and I was going through some things. I had to decapitate some people. It happens. <laughs> well, we have a murderer on our podcast. We're sorry, everybody. No, just murderer of animatronics! They have no soul! Agatha, I, I I need you to come clean about this, okay? I need you to tell me the entire truth when I ask you this question. You could make or break history right here. Did you steal Buzzy? No. Why would I do that? He's too precious of this world for someone to steal. Yeah, Randy, come on. That's a low bloke. Even, even Agatha has limits. Maybe you stole Buzzy and sold his clothes to that NBA player... So you could get money for your crab experimentation. I have at least four crab exper- Four dozen, excuse me, crab experiments looking into finding Buzzy. So far, we have nothing because they have very, very tiny legs and can only go so far. But no, I was not the one to steal Buzzy, and whoever stole him will face my wrath when I find them! Did your crab experiments find the NBA player who bought his clothes? What did they do to him? Let's just say they got into the house through the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, Tyler, uh, do you want to go into your history? (laughs) So, fun fact, I actually did not see the Little Mermaid movie until our friends Kai and Marissa showed it to us on the stream one night. I do think it's a really fun movie. I have ridden the attraction in the Magic Kingdom, and while I do like it, it's not Tony Baxter's initial pitch for what they should have done. There's a concept video that was a special feature on a Little Mermaid DVD that you guys should totally watch. Weirdly enough, tying into Randy's connection with it in terms of bikes. The main association I have with The Little Mermaid is this one full house bit where Joey bribes Michelle into riding a bike by giving her a VHS of The Little Mermaid. Oh my god, I remember that. (laughs) I mean, hey, it's not the first time Michelle would have an annoying moment with eating a princess. (laughs) Ah. Michelle, you fell off the bike. Joey did not telepathically push you off. (laughs) So you're just being a bitch to him because you had a rough day. So do y'all want to dive into this? No, I don't. Dive. Ah! (laughs) Waka waka. Get it? It's like the Nirvana song who released their album Bleed. No! The same year The Little Mermaid released in theaters. (laughs) That's what the reference is, right? Okay, so this episode that we're talking about, well, there are technically two episodes in this failed pilot. Today we're talking about Sebastian's birthday, which, take a guess what happens in this episode? They pretend to forget his birthday. Let me ask a genuine question. Why, on Odin's, on Zeus's, on Osiris's green earth, Does every single show for fucking babies in the entire world, in the entire history of human existence, have a fucking episode where it's one of the characters' birthday and all of their friends are trying to throw him a surprise party and they pretend they forgot it and then the character's all sad. Because it's easy to write. I know we already talked about this in the Wiggles movie episode, but just fuck this fucking trope, man. Fuck it so hard. 
Like, at least the Wiggles movie was fun besides that plot. This was just boring. I didn't want to be super hard on this because I know this is a pilot and most shows don't find their footing right away, but I just want to say that this show did a very poor job of introducing people to The Little Mermaid. It literally brings you into this show automatically, assuming that you know these characters and who they are. It's even weirder, too, because they introduce new characters into the show because they have girlfriends. Flounder now. I don't remember her name, but... Sandy, which which disappointed me. Flounder was named Flounder. I thought, what is another fish that has its face on only one side? An olive? An, uh, what is it? An olive something. I don't remember. And I play Animal Crossing. So I thought she would be named Olive. But no! Sunny or Sandy, who gives a damn. Also, remember Grimsby? He's in this, but you can't even recognize him because he's a totally different character now. Because why the fuck is Grimsby in this? Because he was with Eric, so what the fuck? That doesn't even look like him. He doesn't look like an old twink. (laughs) (laughs) Grimsby looks like fucking George Washington for some reason. (laughs) Wasn't this man in Muppets Treasure Island? That's what that reminded me of. Funny enough, his actor, Clive Revell, actually did play Shedlock Jones in DuckTales. Oh, Oh, yeah, I remember that. And he was the original voice of Palpatine in a little movie you may not have heard of called Star Wars. Oh my god! (laughs) Somehow, Palpatine has returned. Ah, Randy, go to your room. It hurt me to do that more than it hurt you guys. I will say this much. At least this was better than Rhapsody Street Kids, which Jodie Benson was in, and she was not in this, so... That's another thing, yeah. Ariel in this is not Jodie Benson, very obviously. She's played by someone named Marietta De Prima, who I guess is famous for a small role in Lady Bird and the Hughleys, which, okay. Yeah, D.L. Hughley's sitcom that, yeah, people remember that, I guess. She doesn't even act like Ariel. She was very mean to Sunny Sandy, I don't care what the other stupid fish's name is oh by the way sandy's pink because she's the girl flounder (laughs) okay get it and she has eyelashes because she's a girl flounder get it she's the girl flounder we can market to girl toy departments like no disrespect to marietta de prima i'm sure she's a nice person but she is not ariel i'm sorry why is her hair dry And it's not even her fault, it's how Ariel is written in this. She's just... Like, compared to Sing Me a Story with Belle, yeah, we'll probably do an episode on that Sunday. Like, like at least the woman who played Belle in that show did a good job of encapsulating the role of Belle. She did a decent job, yeah. Ariel in this just kind of feels very valley girlish. And we should mention, too, that part of the reason that we're doing this is because we just wanted to honor the life of Samuel E. Wright, rest in power. Yeah, Samuel E. Wright, the voice of Sebastian, as well as Mufasa on Broadway. And he's one of the returning actors for this show, him and Buddy Hackett. Yeah, which Buddy Hackett wasn't in the animated series, but he was in this. Like, they had to get Maurice LaMarche for Scuttle in the series, so... 
Did he just refuse to return after this bullshit happened? Or wait, was he even alive then? Let me see. Okay, he was, but I guess they couldn't really afford him after that, so. He upped the price after this. You're right. <laughs> so I have a question, speaking of characters being introduced without rhyme or reason. What the hell's the dragon? Oh, scales? Um. The, the dragon! Did they said, oh, I'm going to talk to my friend Scales. I refuse to do a Jamaican accent because that would come out very racist. I'm go- So I'm going to do pompous. I'm going to visit my friend Scales. You know Scales. And I'm thinking, is it one of the fish from Under the Sea? And I'm thinking back to all the fish that performed in Under the Sea. And I remember Under the Sea, and I get very happy. Apparently Sandy and uh, Scales were in a book for The Little Mermaid called Little Mermaid Treasure Hunt or something. But that's different. That's a book. It's a dragon that lives on land in a cave. And we are supposed to know who Scales is. You know! Scales! (laughs) I can take dinosaurs. I can take giant seahorses that are able to be ridden on. I can take crab experiments, but I cannot take a damnable dragon! Get that garbage out! That fucking dragon, my god, he was so fucking annoying. I just wanted to fucking punt him. It doesn't help that, one, his design is so out of place with the rest of the character's art styles. And two, he's voiced by Jim Cummings. No, he's not. I refuse. Yeah. Listen, if we haven't gone on record before, I just want to say this now. We have very, very complicated feelings about Jim Cummings. Yeah. For what it's worth, he is a very fantastic voice actor, but he may or may not be a Trump supporter that's kind of up in the air. He's kind of giving me bad vibes anyway. Replace him with... Laura Bailey. The execs were probably like running around like, well, what what do kids like? Dragons? Rap? Rapping dragon. Rapping dragon! The banging drum might be too loud for some, it's a sound I'd love to hear. And a slamming door or a sea lion's roar, hey, that music to my ear. Little Mermaid animated series was about crabs. It was bizarre, but it made sense. No, it was perfect. It was like if they took the fucking Lechoy dragon and cut his neck down a few inches so that he has no chin. So this episode begins with Sebastian and Scuttle having a conversation and then they add in a really stupid joke where Sebastian's like, duck! And then Scuttle's like, I'm not a duck! And I'm just like, you know, this would work if there was better pacing in this episode. There's not. Yeah, and it also spawns a stupid fucking running gag where Scuttle mishears Sebastian saying birthday as bird day. Bird day! Get it! Scuttle is racist. Let's turn him into fucking chicken. No, Scuttle is racist. He misunderstood due to the accent. That is what I believe. Therefore, we shall burn him and eat him. Because seagulls are awful. I like that idea. Agreed. That or we'll just go full lighthouse and bang him against a rock until he stops moving. Then again, as Tyler mentioned in a conversation we had earlier... Without Scuttle, we wouldn't have the good ending of The Little Mermaid, so he shall live for a little bit longer. I begrudgingly accept Scuttle only because he saved 
everyone's ass that day. You say this as you're gripping a giant mallet tightly in your hands, so I have trouble believing you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? The happy ending happened already, and I'm ready to finally kill him, so we don't need him anymore. Yay! And so then Sebastian sings a really dumb song with the oysters and the fish, and then they're singing about it's my birthday, it's my birthday. It reminded me so much of that song in the Willy's Wonderland trailer. It's your birthday. Day and we want you to have fun. You're the birthday, you're the birthday, you're the birthday, boy or crab. This is from that Fridays at Freddy's or whatever, right? The knockoff movie you're speaking of? Yeah. At least with that song. In that movie, in that context, it's supposed to be unsettling, correct? Yeah, and here it's supposed to be all upbeat and fun, and I just gotta say, it's so weird for a movie that has, like, one of the best soundtracks ever made, one of the catchiest, most memorable soundtracks ever made, down to the last note. Every song in this just sounds like ass. No, this birthday song is literally what would play from the animatronics at a Chuck E. Cheese. It's my big day. It's my best day. It's my birthday. It's my B-day. B-b-b-b-b-day. Best day. B-b-b-b-birthday. It's my B-day. And they go on forever. There is a song about every damnable thing. And it got so tedious. And agonizing, my dog, whom you know is part of the Yakuza, attacked me because I was holding the phone that was playing the video. She attacked me to stop the music. Oh, good girl. Me, but no, not good girl. She attacked me. She attacked the wrong person. I do have a fun fact from the Disney Wiki. So according to them, each episode was planned to have four musical numbers with ten songwriters assigned to the project. Ten fucking songwriters. Is that why they sound like shit? Okay, first of all, four per episode. This all the words I need to hear about this to know that this shit is not going to work. <laughs> Jesus, even Adventures in Wonderland knew how to tone it down. Also, I just got to say, speaking of shit, why do the puppets in this look so crappy? It's fucked up, too, because the Henson Workshop themselves created these puppets. They're so bad. I feel like maybe this was a case of executive mongering because I've noticed that this happened in that live show they did back in 2019. The puppets there also looked like shit. It seems like the more the executives get involved in the making of a Jim Henson project, the shittier the puppets look. I think I have a reason for that. Those puppets, if we are believing they're from the stage production, I used to study theater because that is another form of torture. And the puppets are made to look more exaggerated so people in the back can see it. Yeah, I can see Uh. that. But up close, they look like Jigsaw the Puppet's nipples. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe do these character designs just not translate well to puppetry? Because I can't think of any other reason they look so shitty. It really looks like... They were just passing them back and forth at the MGM Studios. Sometimes they would be used for Voyage of the Little Mermaid, which for some reason still exists. Last time I went there, I got blinded. I felt something hit my face and I thought it was a nice drop of water. 
No, it was a bubble of soap, and I was oh. blinded, and I was silently screaming throughout Ariel's beautiful solo. Oh. Just head thrown back, teeth bared, fists clenched, feet shaking, eyes just... What were we talking about? So, uh, there is actually a kind of fun fact. Apparently, Max is in this, because Grimsby's in this, and apparently the puppet they use for Max is the puppet they use for Ambrosius from Labyrinth, so... Oh! Max was the only character in this that was giving me Muppet vibes, because he had big Barkley energy, I think. Agreed. Honestly, I just love sheepdogs in general, like, every time one's on screen. Cherry is part Muppet, right? You know that, right? Aww. Aww, She's a good Only Muppet. Only part Muppet. <laughs> Give her her own Disney Plus show, you cowards. Aww. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the Yakuza Charlie who's in love with Agent Cooper from Twin Peaks. Huzzah. No, she just keeps writing letters. I'm running out of stamps. There is no Twin Peaks! So then Sebastian goes to where Ariel and Flounder are, and then they're like, oh yeah, we're too busy, sorry. I need to talk about this fucking scene, because this is arguably probably even worse than what they did in the Wiggles movie. Because the Wiggles didn't rub it in Dorothy's face that they were too busy through song. Yeah, they were also doing a concert, so at least they kind of had an excuse. I'm sorry, grandmother's dead. Let me get out the chorus, girls. So yeah, this stupid fucking song where Ariel just rubs it in Sebastian's face that she's too busy for him on his birthday and that he needs to go away. That's not the Ariel from the movie. But I'm so busy, so very busy. I've no time for visiting today. Why don't you go explore a distant shore and come back when you're done? Right now I'm too busy to have fun. Not at all. Ariel from the movie was arguably a victim of abuse of her shitty dad. Although my great-grandfather's wife left him for a mermaid, I have no ill will towards Ariel. She was quite the sweetheart, very curious and creative. That's valid. So then Flotsam and Jetsam end up coming up to him. The best puppets of the show, by the way. Agreed. I did like those. Agreed. And so then Sebastian goes on to Scales, and Scales sings a stupid fucking song that's supposed to mask the balloons popping up, that even Sebastian gets a fucking headache from it, which... Hey, Scales, I have an idea. How about you stop clapping the balloons with your giant monster hands so that they don't pop? He's dummy thick, Tyler. Oh, sorry, Sebastian. Uh, I'd, I'd love to do something for your birthday, but I'm dummy thick. No! And the no! clap of my ass cheeks... No! <laughs> ...is something. I don't know. <laughs> Go to your room, Randy. Uh... Fun fact, and you are, have permission to make fun of my roommate for this. She heard the song. And she thought, ooh, this is a good song to add to my welding playlist, because she has very loud rock music to her playlists. And then she heard Sebastian's voice, and I turned and I laughed at her. (laughs) And she sulked out of the room. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh, by the way, by your roommate's request, we denounce fascism. Hey, fascists, you feeling a little crabby? You know what? Nazis are losers, and that is not something people should be banned for saying on Twitter. 
Ultimate Welder was banned on Twitter for calling Nazis losers. So then Grimsy and Mac are setting up a freaking three-layer birthday cake, and the eels are still trying to convince Sebastian. Honestly, I've forgotten so much of this episode already, so I apologize if I'm omitting parts. They convinced him, oh, you don't need friends. Yes, the two eels who are always with each other say to Sebastian, you don't need friends. Come (laughs) hang out with us. Maybe they share a hive mind or something. They're actually both just one eel split into two. Is it like basically a platonic enemies thing or something? I don't fucking know. (laughs) Are are they being forced by Ursula, who's somewhere wait why does ursula want sebastian's soul now well if the fourth season had been released you would understand what was ursula planning on doing (laughs) with crab souls i don't know if i could say it because my lawyers might be knocking at my door hashtag fuck them lawyers according to the mickey mouse shorts she is alive and well and is in a loving relationship with pete no What? (laughs) One thing I like about uh, one of Grimsby's scenes is that when Scuttle flies in, Grimsby just straight up says, Hey, Scuttle, what's up? (laughs) Because 90s, I guess. (laughs) What's up? What year is it? Like, just the way he delivered that was just perfect. Hey, Scuttle, what's up? I've never watched something and felt physical pain before until I saw this. Okay, so you know that Tumblr post about, like, a supposed vampire who's lived through a bunch of centuries and just uses a bunch of different slang from a bunch of different time periods in the same sentence? That's Grimsby in this. I also don't think cakes look like that. Good day to you, my homie. What's the cat's meow today? Eight legs, seven vaganias. I I just want to say, this pilot did not deserve its Muppet yeeting, because there's a bit where Scuttle gets yeeted across the ship, and it's just, no. I was betrayed! I am supposed to find every Muppet yeeting hilarious. How severely depressing can something be when even Muppet yeeting can't make you smile anymore? What have you done to me, Little Mermaid's Island? It wasn't even good. It was very... Half-hearted. Half-hearted is the perfect way to describe this whole show. Like, it just feels like a genuine cash grab. Nothing of substance. At least the Little Mermaid cartoon had substance. It was fun. Of course it did. It had the best episode of television history. (laughs) Exactly, yes. (laughs) Valid. (laughs) So the next scene is where Ariel is setting up the fucking present... Then she breaks it, and then she's like, and then she's all, oh, he means the world to me, and he's going to be so disappointed. You're lying to him already. It breaks out into another song! I broke Sebastian's present, now I have severe depression. I am this person's friend, despite the fact I told Uh. them I don't want them here, and I hate their guts. (laughs) Fuck this fucking show. The fucked up part is I'm more worried about my reputation more than Sebastian's well-being. This is when my dog attacked me. My dog tried to take my (laughs) pinky because the video dishonored her so much. The nicest thing I'll say about this episode is that, okay, there's two nice things I'll say. 
One was that the shots of the underwater scenes were actually not too bad. They took it from that Epcot restaurant. <laughs> they probably did. It is actually kind of funny because apparently this actually took place in the Silver Lake District of Los Angeles. So some of the underwater shots were nice. I did also get a genuine laugh out of when Scuttle ate the birthday candle. So Scuttle just ate a shit ton of candle wax. So he's going to die sooner. Yeah, natural selection. Yay! Like, does Scuttle not realize that that's... That's the exact same type of shit that's killing seagulls today. Was Scuttle the first seagull casualty of human waste? But he did it to himself, so it's not quite human waste. Also, fun fact about the underwater shots. Apparently, they used a puppet for Ariel. Really? Huh. I couldn't tell, apparently. That was actually a decent effect. The one good puppet in this. And it's for a background shot. I can't believe that this is what broke me, and we haven't even gotten to reanimated yet. Oh, God, that piece of shit. Just, just wait. It's, it's coming, guys. Why would you do this to yourselves? You know how sometimes people will light a match and let it burn to their fingertips just to feel something? <laughs> of course I have a roommate! She sets herself on fire for the hell of it. That's why we do what we do. <laughs> and it feels like a welder setting themselves on fire for the hell of it. So then they go to Scales Cave and then they sing Sebastian's birthday song and they're like, see, we weren't manipulating you the whole time. And then Ariel's all, because I broke your present, you instead get a framed poem. As if that makes up for all the fucking bullshit. And he also gets saltwater taffy, so happy birthday, Sebastian. Here's some taffy made from the same water where you piss and shit. Yay! Ariel's a fucking narcissist. Good God. She acts like her poem is the greatest thing ever, too. Just... Ariel, was your poem worth this much damage to Sebastian's emotional well-being? <laughs> Apparently it was. Also, I'm just going to say it. In that last shot where Sebastian blows out the candles and Scuttle gets covered in frosting, that <laughs> looked, um, let's just say the face that Sebastian made was extremely orgasmic. That's not what I was thinking at all. Sebastian just straight up looked at Scuttle, imagined he was a rainbow dash in a jar and just... Not already! No, no, no. But yeah, here was the face he made. <laughs> that is the most expressive that puppet got. Since when is Sebastian an e-girl? <laughs> He's gonna perform an experiment that I do not want any part of. That's not the kind of experiments I perform, how dare you! No, you're right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Whoever has Photoshop skills, when we get that picture Sebastian, please, like, Photoshop cat ear headphones and, like, a bunch <laughs> of Instagram filters on it and make it Sebastian's Twitch profile picture. <laughs> uh, so we should probably just wrap this up, so... Burn the tapes without question. Fuck this pilot. No wonder Jim Henson hated it. It was fucking terrible. But also, Samuel E. Wright... We're sorry. Rest in power, but we're very sorry. We're sorry. That this is what we had to talk about to celebrate your memory. We love you, man. You didn't deserve this. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take Trident's fucking Maserati logo stick, <laughs> bring it to wherever the sets and the props and the remaining tapes are located, 
And due to that storage unit, what he fucking did to Ariel's shit. This special was 24 minutes long. It did not feel like 24 minutes. It felt like months. It was agony. I have tortured people far worse than what this video has done to me. I am going to have to say burn the tapes myself. Just, I feel kind of bad because I'll admit it was slightly better than Little Mermaid 2, but that's the nicest thing I could say about it. Ursula's crazy sister. (laughs) Dr. Vile's crazy brother. (laughs) How did you know Dr. Vile had a brother? Uh, well, George, they're on to us. (laughs) One thing I gotta say about The Little Mermaid 2 is that, so it's a tropical ocean in Denmark, and is also somehow extremely close to the Arctic. What is this place? It's Disneyland. That's what it is. It's the universe where Disney owns fucking everything now. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> and then somehow you can get Tarzan tangled and frozen all wrapped up in this. Oh, I can make more connections. Trust me. Give me some rum and I can make more connections. But yeah, this pilot, I can see why this was not picked up. Like, I remember getting so excited hearing Jim Henson and Little Mermaid crossover. This just, this was bad. I'm sorry. This was just... Again, I can't believe this is what broke us. Fucking Little Mermaid's Island. Ugh. And you brought me on here! You invited me as a guest and you did this to me! Agatha, we're really sorry. I'm sorry! That's what we do here. Welcome to Guantanamo. We're Guantanamo disguised as a children's show podcast. (laughs) We are the CIA and we are torturing you for info on your crab experiments and this is how we decided to torture you. Joke's on you! Half the FBI is made out of crab experiments! Yay! Hey, can you explain Dr. Zoidberg? I'm not at liberty to say anything. You're right, Valid. (laughs) All right, Agatha, is there anything you want to plug? I don't have anything. I just have a Twitter account where I try to grab people and turn them towards my great-grandfather's work. I have nothing else. Literally a Twitter account. So I feel very flattered that this silly little podcast invited me, and that was... Quite kind of them. I will still Aww. take over Tony's podcast, and I will make my way up from here to do so. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. We're sorry this was the thing. Even if you had to suffer through this, it was worth it. Yeah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. We could have done literally anything else. We could have just eaten some crab rangoon and talked about random shit. I can't! I'm allergic! So you can find me over on Mission Breakout on Discord, Twitter, and then you can also find me on my Muppet Twitter, uh, MuppetVision underscore 3D. You can find me over on Instagram under a walking pun. And you can find me making some delicious bird meat out of this episode, as well as dragon meat. Huzzah! You can find me at... Cosmic Rewind on Twitter, replace the E with the three. You can also find me on various episodes of The Emperor's New Podcast and Escape from Vault Disney. You can find me on No Context Harley Quinn. And you can also find me uh, trying to find whoever's behind this and turning them into those little green bitches Ursula had. I have a recipe for that. And as for me, you can find me on the usual spots, Tyler FG on Twitter, Tyler FG on Instagram. 
And as for the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at channel underscore KRT, channel KRT podcast, all one word on Instagram. We also have our link tree in our Twitter bio that gives you links to our Discord server and our Facebook group. And if you want to help support us, you can also leave a review on Apple iTunes. Tell us what you think about crab experiments, anything you can do to get us noticed by the algorithm. And if you want to help support us even further, you can pledge to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash channel KRT, where we'll be posting minisodes, outtakes, and even episodes of this very podcast one day early. And speaking of which, thank you to our pal Gomer, who pledged to us at the $10 level. All right, channel KRT, cut to static. (laughs) 